Hey, this is Thomas. This is Jim. And welcome to Piles of Bear Scat. Uh, we're going to um, be discussing all things bears today. Yeah, and a couple of quick announcements maybe to start the podcast out. Uh, first of all, just thank you to everybody that's listened. The number of downloads you. and views on this podcast already has exceeded my expectations for the entire season. So really appreciate it. Um, a couple additional ways you can connect with the show. So first of all, we're, we're now also on Spotify. So Woo-hoo! if you search Bears Scat on Spotify, you'll be able to find us there. And then if you want to send comments or questions, or if you want to tell Tom and me that you think that we're idiots, there's a couple <laughs> of places that you can now do that. The first is that there's a Twitter page set up for the show. It's just at Bears underscore Scat. And then there's also an email address now for the show that you can send commentary to and that's going to be bearscat.podcast at gmail.com and i'll go ahead and tweet out that address um before this episode ultimately airs but again that's at or that's bearscat.podcast at gmail.com and so with that i think we can go ahead and get talking about another bears victory kind yes of unexpected one honestly i think we ran down the schedule a couple of weeks ago and i had that one circled as a clear loss so it was really nice to see the bears go on the road and pull that one out uh just a nice win overall yeah uh a solid win um on the road against a a solid team not definitely not spectacular not upper echelon um that is something that uh i pondered a bit when uh uh when ranking this win um, against the two really tough teams that we've played this year, uh, you know, we did not fare well, but I, I think that most would agree that after the game, I felt that we were trending up. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those wins that we haven't really seen under Matt Nagy going on the road and winning against a team that's not terrible. We haven't seen much of that, <laughs> especially over the last couple of years, even in 2018, the road wins were nothing to really be impressed by than maybe that last one here against Minnesota. But just overall, a nice win, good to see, and it's better than the alternative. You'll take it in the NFL. Why is it, as a Bears fan, I always feel like we're winning against teams and we don't, we have to add an asterisk that says, <laughs> they don't suck? Yeah, I mean, the Bears specialize in wins that feel like losses. <laughs> Almost all of them seem to fall into that category. But this one really wasn't. This was just a nice impressive win on the road it's it's the kind of game that you you win against uh mediocre to below average team the bears really controlled the ball on the ground which was nice to see didn't turn the ball over relied on their defense a little bit to make some things happen against the raiders and you know there's a lot that we can get into but was really just impressed by both running backs that saw a significant amount of playing time herbert and williams um agreed um that uh actually um I think that a true that a real argument can be made for uh, the Bears having at least one of the best uh, running back stables in the NFC, maybe in the NFL. Um, I haven't looked at the numbers super close yet, but uh, just by what has transpired so far, I think it's pretty clear. Um, you know, we saw a really good rushing attack uh, from Cleveland early th- earlier this year. Uh, that uh, that Chubb Hunt uh, combo is is pretty darn deadly, and they've totally. shown it. Um, but I felt like uh, even with Mont- uh, with Monty off the field, 
that um, I, I feel like uh, uh, Pace, uh, the, the Pace-Nagy team, uh, scored a nice uh, uh, jewel in Damian Williams. And, um, well, uh, we love to talk about the, uh, the, the four to six magic and uh, rounds four to six magic. And, and I think you see that in Herbert. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about a list that's really depressing, look at the backup Bears running backs over the last <laughs> 15 years or so. It'll make you vomit. But obviously, I mean, I think both of those guys looked really well, and now it came out today that Williams has COVID, so he's not going to be able to play on Sunday. But I really liked the way Khalil Herbert ran the ball and also just really impressed by the interior of the offensive line. I and guess we're going to see some uh, Craig Knoll action then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, so we'll see if the running game is as effective against Green Bay. Green Bay's run defense isn't, isn't great, but it's also just a really nice game from Fields. I mean, not a ton of explosive plays this week, and the design runs didn't seem to work, which I found a little bit surprising, but he didn't make any any silly rookie mistakes, which is always good, and you can just see that he's back there, and he's playing confidently, and it's been fun to watch as opposed to what I thought we were going to be watching most of the year, which was Andy <laughs> Dalton. Right, and um, he, he does seem to be exuding some of that confidence now. Uh, he does seem uh, that he's more in command of what is happening on the field. Uh, the other players certainly are responding to it. Um, they're, they're, they're stepping up to the plate for him in a lot of different ways. Now, uh, that to me also brings us to the, the, receiving, uh, the receiving core, which is still a struggle. Um, for as long as we've suck, struggled with quarterbacks, we've also struggled with receivers. And I mean, obviously the two are intertwined because poor quarterback play automatically makes poor receiver play. But at the same time, there, throughout our history, there should be some glimpse of uh, the development of players. We've talked about that. And I feel like uh, Mooney may be that first, that first one that we actually see. I mean, he, he broke a, uh, I think the record was uh, 30, 35 years old that he broke last year, or was it 65 years old? Anyway, I'll have to look it back up. It was too long. It was, yeah. In other words, it was, it was ridiculous, right? I mean, it, it, it's the kind of record that should have been broke a long time. Most, most catches by a rookie that, that should, that should have been broke a long time ago. And it took this long for us to have a fifth round pick do it. Yeah, I mean, one of the plays that really impressed me the most uh, from the offense on Sunday involved Mooney. It was a play late in the game, and the Bears, I think, were third and 13 or third and 12. It was third and long, and the Raiders rushed three, so had eight guys uh, in pass pass defense. And uh, Fields just dropped back and ran through his progressions and made a just really nice throw to Mooney in a tight window. Mooney caught it. It was a first down, and it helped continue to wind the clock down and end the game. And right. It just got me thinking, like, when was the last time you could be comfortable with a Bears quarterback dropping back in third and long in that situation and not expecting something absolutely horrible to happen? <laughs> and it just made me just really happy to see that Fields was just poised. Absolutely and made a great horrible. throw in that, in that position. And then also that... One of your young receivers made a nice catch over the middle on, on former Bear Nick Kwiatkowski, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like if you think about Cutler or Mitch or anybody else that's been out there over the last 10 years or so, 
when they're when you think of those guys dropping back, you're just like, oh no, this is gonna be bad, and just not feeling that way with yeah, Fields. Maybe, um, maybe Cutler maybe. interception, Mitch uh, overthrow. Yeah, or you know, underthrow or whatever it is. <laughs> it's probably not gonna be good, or, or or you know, take a sack there, which is even worse. So just really was impressed with the game. It wasn't the most exciting. I don't think that style of game is gonna win you a lot of games against good teams. But hey, you'll take one on the road when you can get it in the NFL. Yeah, and um, so on the other side of the ball, uh, I'm going straight to the secondary. Um, that is going to be, a, it's continued to be a sore spot, and it's going to continue to be a sore spot. Um, I, You know, I thought that giving Richard Sherman um, a flyer would have been a good idea. I, I'm guessing that they decided not to because of uh, the salary cap issues that we're suffering through right now, but... Um, the uh, getting uh, blown out the back that that's going to be a problem, uh, and it's happening way too easy. Um, Carr had more than a rough day, yeah. and while Carr is a, a solid quarterback, I think you easily put him in the top half of uh, the top 15, 16 quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I, 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 he, there is a reason that he is ranked. Uh, where he is and it's because he he does have some of those um, uh, intangibles that you got to have as a great quarterback in the NFL but he he's definitely missing some of them and they, they were on display also um, you know uh, he, he got razzed a bit uh, the week before and it, it turned out with uh, good reason yeah, and you kind of wonder where his head is at, too, with all the Gruden stuff. But he definitely had a couple of opportunities to burn the Bears on deep plays, and he missed them. I think there was one that stood out where Waller somehow got behind Jalen Johnson and Carr yes. missed him. And I think there was another miscommunication involving Henry Ruggs, and he was wide open, and they didn't convert that one either. So you were definitely playing a team that wasn't very sharp and probably could have had opportunities to beat you. Um, and I'm, I'm also concerned about the secondary because we're about to go into a stretch against some really good quarterbacks, and if you're giving them those opportunities, you're not going to see the misses that you've seen the last couple weeks with Detroit and, and Vegas. Yeah, and I mean, uh, now we have 12 on the docket, you know, and and the thing is is that, um, you know, for as, as much as we hate that guy, and we do, <laughs> um, we, uh, you know, we always, you, you got to recognize his talent, uh, and it, it, it's certainly there, and it's burned us many, many times. But the putting putting that aside, what we're we'll talk more about the coming game. It's just having that uh, having that back end be blank. That's the scariest part to me. No one there, and it's. You're sitting there wondering how is not a single player within ten yards of that guy. So yeah, yeah, you can live with a a, a a secondary that doesn't necessarily shut down opposing wide receivers, especially when you have a pass rush like the Bears do. But what you can't live with is the completely busted coverages that have a guy standing right. wide open in the end zone and everybody's looking at each other trying to figure out what was supposed to happen. <laughs> and we've already seen a lot of examples. Hey, wasn't that your guy? Yeah. No, that wasn't my guy, man. I thought that was your guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and just it, it, we've already seen too many examples of that with the Bears this year, and not all of them have come to burn them because of poor play on the part of their opponent. But yeah. 
that's not going to fly against Rodgers. It's not going to fly against Brady. It's not going to fly against Lamar Jackson. And those, those are who you have coming up. So you've got to tighten it up back there, and you got to do it quick. And you hope Sean Desai and Deshea Townsend and whoever else is working with those defensive backs can figure out how to get to the bottom of that. But it, it's got me a little bit worried that maybe just the cupboard is so bare back there that it's just going to be a pervasive problem all year long. And, um, and so to stick with the defense um, – Obviously, we're seeing uh, an amazing thing happen. Uh, one defensive end is feeding off another defensive end. And um, that's something that you know we've all waited for a very long time. Um, and it's great to watch. Uh, they're, they're not just playing, they're not just making the spectacular play, and they are making some spectacular plays, but they're also back there all the time, harassing, slapping waving, jumping, and it's it and those are the kind of things that just disrupt a rhythm in the backfield. They're getting they're getting after it very fast. However, what the heck has happened to the middle? Why are we getting gashed so bad? I mean, I know that Hicks is off the field, but Goldman is you know, is it just that he's so rusty? Yeah, he didn't play in in a year and several games, right? So that's possible, and that's just a position where you don't have a ton of depth without Akeem Hicks. That's been a problem with the Bears for the last several years is during the games that they don't have Hicks. They don't have an answer for a running game up the middle, and it might just be that that's going to be a weak spot when Hicks isn't in there and there's just nothing you can do about it, but you hope not, right? Because there are some areas of this defense that's playing really, really well. You know what I was really impressed by when I was doing a little bit of research for the Green Bay game? So the Bears lead the league in sacks right now, yep. and they blitz, I think, the third fewest yep. amount uh, of times of any defense in the NFL, and that means they're getting all those sacks with their core four pass with rushers, the core which four, correct. is huge, because one thing that we know about Aaron Rodgers is that if you blitz him, he's going to kill you all night long, yep. and so the fact that we've been able to Brady get too. Home, Brady too, Mahomes, all yep. the great quarterbacks, if you blitz them, they are going to kill you, Yeah. And the fact that we've been getting home with four is encouraging. Maybe we'll see if that continues this week. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely some holes on this defense that I'm concerned about, and we've hit on a couple of them already. Second yeah. And yeah. Pass rush. I, I, um, I, I think uh, right now, though, um, I, I, I still think that the Bears' tradition is continuing um, at middle linebacker. Uh, I, I Right now, I still have to give – uh, the best top pick by pace in his regime to Roquan Smith. Um, I, I admit uh, I wasn't a super fan of making that pick simply because I felt like there was other positions that we needed more. Now, one of the um, I wanted Quentin Nelson uh, really badly, um, and uh, he he ended up going uh, before our spot at uh, five anyway. But um, but you know, it's just that uh, I I had trouble mitigating using that high of a pick on a middle linebacker, uh, even with our tradition, simply because we've had so many holes. But I, I feel like uh, he's certainly proving his worth, and um, you know, uh, we keep going back to this about development of players. This is a player that it looks like has truly developed from Bears staff. And will be in perfect position 
for uh, his fifth round or his fifth round, his uh, fifth year option and uh, a long term deal. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Roquan. I don't really think there's a defensive player in the NFL that's playing better than him right now. I mean, he is an absolute stud, and I, I agree with you. Taking an inside linebacker in the top ten is something that you can maybe question because inside linebackers just can't wreck a game like other positions when you're talking about quarterback or pass rush or you know lockdown corner. Yeah. But Roquan has been a great player for the Bears during his time here, and I think right now he's playing the best we've seen him. I mean, that play where Carr tried to do a bootleg on third and short, and Roquan just blew it up and almost ripped the guy's head off yeah. while also not getting penalized. That is just Bears football right there. <laughs> you just love seeing Truly. It. Yeah, and, and I mean, so I, I think he is a guy that is going to hopefully be a building block for this franchise for the next six, seven years, and you know, it's it's. I hope they lock him up. But you know, what's interesting. I didn't realize he doesn't have an agent apparently, and he's going into contract negotiation discussions. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, I hope I hope he's here for a I, long time. I, I think that you know, uh, I, I would guess that probably changes now. Uh, whatever they do is uh, on that side of the ball. All, all I know is is that this is the perfect chance for Pace to step up and say, "Hey, um, we expected X out of you." We, we feel that you not only achieved X, but you, you went to Y. Yeah. And this is, this is the time for us to show you we believe in you as the player. We're going to reward you because we want you to captain this defense for the next 10 seasons. You hope so. And he's done a good job of extending his draft picks when they've earned it. You look at Cody Whitehair. You look at Eddie Jackson, although he has fallen off a Goldman. cliff since his extension. Yeah. Kind of the same thing with Goldman, right? But the Bears are usually pretty proactive about locking up their draft picks. But that's actually interesting. As much as we've killed Ryan Pace for not extending Allen Robinson, he hasn't really shown up in the early part of the season. And I don't know if he's looking at a huge payday anymore unless things improve. And now he's on the injury report, so we don't even know if he's going to play this week. He hasn't practiced, but yeah, and I'm, you, I'm interested to see. Maybe he's coming back to the Bears' number a little bit. I, I You know, um, that is that is a really interesting point. I mean, he was pretty spectacular last year. Yeah. Um, and yes, there is the argument to be made that he has played with nothing but garbage. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing, the hardest part to deal with is it really it still looks to me like they could have had him at a pretty decent number two seasons ago and they and they chose to pass even a decent number last year and they chose to pass even maybe a decent number prior to the cutoff this year but for whatever reason and I still don't think anybody really knows exactly why uh, Pace has has pushed that out I still, if if he leaves, where's our one? Yeah, it's something to monitor for sure. Because as much as I like Darnell Mooney, I don't see that he's not a one production coming from him. And then you're going out and trying to either draft a receiver in the first round, which I always hate doing. Quick, Bear fans, think of who else is on our team as receivers. <laughs> yeah, or, or or you're signing a, a receiver and free agent and hoping that hands out and that's always a dangerous game too so the fact that we already have a guy here in robinson that is a proven producer although you know not so far this year but 
I, I'd still like to see them try to lock him up. But the thing is with the Bears, the way the Bears have treated him, I'm not taking it off the table that he'll take less money to go somewhere else. Yeah, at this absolutely. Point. You know, and uh, another thing is, is that um, this whole uh, experiment with let's get every speedy receiver in the league, that, that needs to cool. They really need to cool that because um, to me, Grissom, <laughs> How many times have we said his name? Once Goodwin. this year, you mean or Goodwin? Goodwin. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's not it's not happening, right? Um, they've got they've got to find a better third option, and right now there's not a whole lot. Now, uh, one of the things that Jim and I were just uh, talking about right before we started here was a good thing to address. Certainly from this game is tight end play. Yeah. And, Sorry, oh, I just wanted to, to plug uh, Jesper Horstead real quick. Um, you know, he really showed up last year. Uh, he 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 came out of the woodwork um, out of Princeton, right? Uh, yeah, Ivy League for sure. Yeah. I can't remember exactly and, which one. And, and you know, um, this is a guy that's you know fought and then scrapped to uh, to get to the table. He's a Grabowski, <laughs> and uh, and you know, um, I thought it was so interesting that he. He he was barely able to hang on to a roster spot last year, and he he stuck with the team. I thought we might lose him or just cut him, and then uh, he he has this blow up game. Yes, I recognize it was a preseason game, but I don't care. You have three touchdowns in any game that has NFL players on it. I think you just did something good. So the fact that he was able to just light that game up obviously won him a spot, and. You know, opportunity, right? He finally gets a real opportunity there. And he it was a great catch. It was. I, I like him a lot, too. And I think he deserves all the credit in the world for being an undrafted guy, working his ass off, and finding himself a spot on an NFL roster. What's a little frustrating to me is that he's in a tight ends room that has a high draft pick and a, <laughs> high, and a, and a big money free agent signing. And on a good team that's competing for a Super Bowl, guys like Horstead are, you know, the guys at the bottom of your roster that are role players and filling in when you need them. I mean, you can make an <laughs> argument that Horstead's their best tight end right now. And oh, absolutely. That's just uh, indictment on drafting and developing and scouting. But, I mean, here we are. I, I love the kid. He seems to be a NFL player, but he's not going to so be So there was an Adam Sheehan, uh, a Sheehan uh, sighting this week. Uh, yay! No, okay, so... You could have missed it with that one. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't so, catch much Dolphins, Patriots, or whatever the game so, is. So, you know, um, it, it, it is nice to, to see the tight ends um, get more involved. Uh, Komet did have a nice catch. Um, and it, it's, it's a big deal because simply because Nagy talks about it so much, right? About how important these guys are. And we went into the season with five tight ends on the roster. So, um, and, you know, Jim, Jim's right. Uh, we gave a ridiculous amount of money to Jimmy Graham. Again, I could care less how much money of the McCaskies we spend. But the simple fact of the matter is, is it does come down to resources with a salary cap. And a lot of money went to him. And, uh, you know, I mean, for, for what I, 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 I still haven't seen, um, it, the results that we supposedly were going to get the, uh, and then Komet, you know, um, he was, he was essentially our first round pick in that draft. Uh, he, he is a high, uh, pick and I, I don't, does he have two catches this year? 
Yeah, it hasn't been impressive from either guy. I mean, you just haven't really seen much return on investment from either. I mean, Jimmy Graham, I think, I feel like we say this every week, but did you see him on the field against Vegas? No. I saw him once when he was doing a big old fist pump when the Bears got a first down. (laughs) But you could find that for a whole heck of a lot cheaper than what you get from Jimmy Graham every year. Horstead made a great play in the end zone. He absolutely owned that DB. He was bigger and stronger, and he made his presence felt. I loved that catch. I just felt like that's exactly what we were supposed to see Komet doing. But, you know, I don't care if, uh, to me, if, if Horstead uh, uh, should be elevated, you know, if he keeps making plays like that, I don't care how much they're paying Graham. I don't, I don't care where they drafted Komet. He needs to be moved forward. Yeah, and that was a nice play from Fields, too. You get him rolling out, and you just let him improvise and make that nice throw to Horstead to get that touchdown. It's just another flash of what we're hoping becomes a more and more regular occurrence as the season goes on. Um, because again, I mean, that, that's what, yeah, that's how you win in the NFL now is with young dynamic quarterbacks that can do things like that. Agreed. And, um, so, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show previously, but um, one of the articles that I was reading, uh, at the beginning of the season was talking about the under 25 rosters, uh, uh, um, Sean, uh, on ESPN, um, that's, a uh, Bill Barnwell, shout out to Bill Barnwell and enjoy his writing. Um, he, it's something that he does every year and, uh, the bears ranked, uh, fairly in the top 15, um, which, uh, it sounds kind of odd, but when you look at some of the key players, there's youth. I mean, people don't realize that, um, Roquan Smith is 24, yep. you know, it, 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 as a, as a solid veteran, you know, um, uh, Mooney is very young, uh, Number one, he's very young, you know. So there's a lot of there's a lot of key players now. Uh, he also in that same article uh, he did call out Komet. So and Komet is very young. So maybe we'll start to see more development on him. I certainly hope so because we we did use a lot of resources to to bring him in, and he does have the size, the the physique. He's playing for his. His family's favorite team. Yeah, and generally it, it takes time for tight ends to develop in the NFL, so I'm not writing him off yet. You rarely see a rookie tight end come in and produce up to what they're expected. So, And last year with COVID, too, who knows. But, you know, you, you want to start seeing some more flashes as the year goes by from Komet, and he made the nice catch this week, which we talked about. But you hope to see a little bit more of that going forward. Um, another guy under 25 that I thought had a great game was James Daniels. I mean, he, he just played Absolutely. really, really well. The, the interior line as a whole played really well, and that's why the running game was so successful. But it's been good to see those guys kind of come and be a little bit more effective than we thought. I mean, I, I know Fetty's out now, and I think they're going to start Wilkinson, and I don't really think that moves the needle much. But yeah. the guys on the inside have been really good, and, you know, Peters is still hanging in there and, and making some plays. So. Yeah. You know. He played. He he did have a few plays in that game, um, which was nice to see. He's he's still he's slow though. Um, uh, it we uh, they uh, Juan Castillo has to really focus on uh, both ends, as far as I'm concerned, uh, going into every game because if we we can't let happen what happened in Cleveland again. Period. Um, uh, one ever. of the things <laughs> ever, yeah, ever, and it, 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 one of the things that I've always believed about the Packers is that twelve 
at some point goes to his lineman and says, I don't care what you have to do. They don't just run in full blast into me. You don't let them come unabated. If you got to tackle the guy to make that, to make sure that that doesn't happen, you do it. Now, I mean, it doesn't always work that way, but he doesn't get full blasted a whole lot. You know, it reminds me of Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, most of the time, never got full blasted. You know, now his was his incredible uh, agility, right? But I swear, 12 is like that. Most of the time when people are getting sacks on him, they're coverage sacks, they're dragging him down. They're not what we saw in Cleveland. No, I mean, I haven't ever seen anything like that in the NFL, <laughs> at least not in the last few years. The only thing that comes close was the Cutler game in the Giants uh, right. stadium. But, I mean, we'll put it to the test this week. I mean, before we fully shift to Bears-Packers, just also want to give some props to Mack and Quinn and also Travis Gibson. Those guys are just getting after it. I mean, they, they were in the backfield all day against Carr. Quinn had a couple sacks. I love Travis Gibson. I'd love to see more from him. We talk about the sweet spot with Ryan Pace. Definitely. All the time. And he, he's just flying around out there, and he's making plays in both the pass game and the run game. So those guys have been great. We're going to need them this week if we're going to have any chance against the Packers because, like we talked about, Rodgers is going to kill you if you blitz him. So yeah. we need those it, guys to get home. Um, uh, to to back what you're saying on Gibson, absolutely. Um, you know, he was one of the players that was talked a little bit about last year as mm-hmm. a rookie that they thought they might see something, and then he fell flat. And uh, over into the offseason, it was – well, you know, maybe maybe we thought too much of this guy, and I think he's uh, certainly making himself known and doing so at a really great time because uh, you know there's obvious we're generating national interest at at the defensive end level, right? At the at those at those outside linebacker positions. Um, I mean, all the all the commentators are talking about it, right? Uh, about how Mac is feeding off Quinn, and and Quinn is finally uh, you know working the money that we gave him, and you know, uh, but still, Gibson's name is getting called out. I mean, every game he does something that makes you go, "Oh, who's that?" Yeah, he's just he's just flying around and he's getting home and. When he when he makes contact with a running back too, he's putting he's laying the wood a little bit. So yeah. you love to see a, a younger player running around with that kind of intensity and also making some plays. It's it's been fun to watch. I hope we continue to see him develop as the season goes on. And Mac and Quinn, I mean, we've been hard on them at various times, both on the podcast deservedly and yeah, absolutely because there's been plenty of times that those two haven't shown up. But so far this year, they're they're both playing really well. I mean. <laughs> Quinn last year was ridiculous. Yeah. That, that, um, I mean, it's 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 great that he's playing uh, he's playing good football right now. But let's get real; he's supposed to be right. You know, uh, that's that's one of the things too uh, about Mac. I have a little bee in my bonnet about him because yes, he is playing some good football right now. He's supposed to be. You know, I mean, those neither one of those players came cheap. Tons of resources between those two players. And, you know, uh, that's great that they were at the position to uh, in their careers to get those big deals. More power to them. But the reason that they got those deals was because of what they had shown and what they potentially could show. Yep, and it's it's five, five weeks into the season right now. It's, there's a long way to go, and... Right now, they're earning those contracts. You hope they continue to do that because there's some tough games coming on. But 
You know what we've got right now? We've got Bears Packers, <laughs> Packers Week at Soldier Field with, <laughs> with first plays on the line. I would not have guessed that five <laughs> weeks ago, but here we are. And it's just one of those games that you have to get excited for, even if you don't think the Bears are going to win, and I don't. You, you got to get behind this one, and you got to you got to bring the energy and get excited for a game like this on Sunday. I definitely, you know, uh, you got to see some supercharge. You know, um, going uh, going to watch the Bears all these years, I've always uh, tried to uh, you know pump up our little group of folks, our, our little cadre of Bears fans. That you know, this is a big deal. You know, this is when you really got to come out and represent, especially here in Minnesota. Uh, for people that are listening that are not from the Twin Cities area, most of you don't realize exactly how much green and gold is here. Uh, I as, I was shocked when I moved here. I thought this was going to be pure purple. It's not. It it, it might be sixty forty. It could even be fifty uh, fifty at times. Yep. And the thing is, is that. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a distant, we're a distant third here, right? We're a distant third, but we do have, uh, some, we do have some force and this is the kind of game where the Bears fans really got to turn up the volume. Um, we got to take it up another notch because we don't want to, we hate seeing that guy own Soldier Field and we've seen it far too many times. Yeah, it, it brief, brief sidetrack here, but it's one of the things that I always get frustrated with Vikings fans about is that even when their team's doing well, they don't seem to really invest in it because it's like, <laughs> oh, we're going to lose anyway at the end of the year, blah, blah, blah. It's like, then why are you even bothering with any of this, right? Like, <laughs> go find something else to do on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I'm excited about this. Um, I, like I said, I don't think the Bears are going to win, but... I could maybe see a path, and you hope that some weird stuff happens. But I don't know. What are you? What are you thinking about the game Sunday? So um, the to me, point blank, twelve to Adams. Yeah, it, it, that's that's what's going to be the killer. That is what is uh, whatever their um, whatever Desai is doing. Uh, if that's not his main focus, um, then I don't know what would be because uh, they're already killing it. Um, Everybody knows that that tandem is absolutely deadly. And nothing drives me more batty than when you have one of the best receivers in the league come up and come in and light us up. And I'm just like, what the heck is going on? Get on that guy. Make sure that he doesn't do anything. Okay, you bring the argument, well, what about the other guys on the team? Let them kill us then. That's fine. But don't let the guy that you know can kill us kill us. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's one of those things where the Bears have one of the better young cornerbacks in the league in Jalen Johnson. And this is an opportunity where I would say just let him follow Adams around Absolutely. all game. Wherever he lines up, Jalen Johnson should be lined up opposite of him. I don't want to see Adams going against Vildor or whatever we're lining up in the in the nickel now. I want Adams on him all game, and then you let one of the other Green Bay receivers beat you. Right. Um, it's it's one of those games, right, where it's going to be interesting because you know we're not going to completely shut down Rodgers. No. You, you can expect to not give up five touchdowns, but you're not going to hold him to, to ten points either, right? Like, Rodgers yeah. is going to get his, and right. they'll they'll get to 20 points easily. And it's going to be interesting to see because... You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. <laughs> exactly. 
And uh, the Bears' offensive game plans the last couple weeks have been very conservative. They've been running the ball a lot. They haven't asked Fields to do too much. I don't know if you can win this game playing like that. You need to get chunk plays to beat teams like Green Bay in this Definitely. Week. And, you know, uh, taking up right off of that, um, I, I joke, uh, you can only hope to contain him. But really, um, you can't even hope that. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy is on a different, uh, on a different level. Um, I hate to say it, but it's it's true. And, um, you know, uh, watching him once again, uh, you know, get blown out in the first game and, and tell everybody, remember the the season, what was that, about five years ago yeah. when he said, relax, yeah. right? And then he absolutely destroyed everybody. Um, you know, the guy can talk that level of shit and, and, because he can back it up. And uh, there, there's no place that he loves to back it up more than, than this Sunday. So... Um, again, what I want to see out of Desai is I want to make sure that that tandem is broken up as much as possible. And yes, there, you know, 12 has a lot of other places that he can go to, but let him go to those places then. Cause none of them have the talent level or the communication level that those two have. Um, I mean, Adams is showing that he's showing top flight right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is absolutely on fire, and we we just cannot let that get away from us. Yeah, I mean, he's playing for a new contract, and he's been great. He's It's almost not even an argument that he's the best receiver in the NFL. Right. But what cannot happen this week is one of those games where they come in, and you blink, and you're down 14 nothing. Absolutely. That, that can't happen. You need to put up some sort of resistance, and you need to try to keep that offense off the field as much as possible. Right. Minimize mistakes, too. Yeah. You know, you were already touching on one. Um, he, uh, you know, that's one of the things. He definitely showed more poise. He shows, I think that, um, I, I've believed that since we've got him, just from watching him play Ohio State ball, that he is definitely not the turnover machine that you see some from some of the young quarterbacks. I think he plays pretty smart ball. I think he's got pretty good vision of the field, and it's only going to get better. Um, this is a guy that absolutely kills the long ball, and uh, we're all salivating for that to happen. And it is coming. It is coming. He's shown little bits of it. But it's just that he's trying to develop uh, that that feel, number one, uh, with his receivers, and then number two behind that line. That line, you know, is real questionable. Yeah, and, and Green Bay's defense isn't great, but I think that they're better than Vegas or Detroit. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to just let the Bears run all over them. I don't think. I know that statistically their run defense hasn't been great, but A, the Bears are going to be without their top two running backs, and B, I think Green Bay is going to try to make Fields beat them with chunk plays. And I'm excited to see him try. I mean, there's no guarantees he is a rookie. He might make some rookie mistakes, but I, I'm I'm excited to see him have the opportunity to hopefully be a little bit more aggressive this week. So I think the Bears are going to need that. Well, and we're chance. going up against the king of chunk plays, yeah. right? So, um, you, I mean, that guy makes a joke out of chunk plays. You know, he he's the one that he's running 50 yards backwards and somehow throws it off the wrong foot with the wrong hand in the wrong time. And there's actually somebody there to... To catch it, right? And so, it, it, I I digress. So, you know, <laughs> but the thing is, is that, um, as I said, you know, that, that should be a focus. 
Um, Aaron Jones is playing good this year. Um, that gashing that we're getting in the middle, they've got to seal that up. Uh, we, we can't afford that. Um, we, we can't afford to see what we saw in Cleveland where uh, Hunt and uh, Chubb were, uh, were absolutely killing us. Now, they didn't do it just to us, but still, uh, we got to have some containment there. Uh, and, um, you know, what we're going to need out of that is we're going to need really big games out of the, out of the line. Um, the D line has to really come up big here. Yeah. And I, I don't think that anybody's optimistic that Hicks is going to play, which hurts you, but there's still a whole lot of money invested in that front seven. And this is the game where you need them to show up. Yeah. Like I said, we're not asking them to pitch a shutout, but they can't give up 35 either. And we've seen way too much of that from green Bay over the years. And this is a team that I think couldn't finally score some points and we need the defense to to give us a chance to win too, and then it's going to come down, I think, to Fields. I mean, does he make those mistakes or not? And we'll see. And I'm excited to see. I would um, I would not be surprised to see uh, twelve come out and uh, immediately start putting that ball downfield. Um, you talked about that quick fourteen, right? I mean, uh, that's one of the things that he. I mean. He knows that the the top of our defense is struggling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and so he's going to be looking to take that cap off right away. And he's got, you know, the, the best guy out there to do that. So um, it, without, without a solid pass rush happening, which we should be able to do because this is not that line that he usually has in front of him. Yeah, you know, still out, you remember. It, so. Yeah, exactly. So it, we should be able to press this, right? And um and and really get after him and, and and at least make him uncomfortable. I'm just picturing in my head Aaron Rodgers looking at the tape of the game against the Rams and just thinking, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we know exactly how to beat these guys all game long. Did you see how open Cooper <laughs> Cup was? <laughs> but yeah, I mean the way to neutralize that is with your and pass he's rush. Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's gonna be uh, if if. If the secondary doesn't have it together and if the Bears can't get home or at least get into the backfield with a four-man pass rush, it's going to be a long day. But hopefully not. I mean, the defense has been playing well. Hopefully Sean Desai and Mike Pettin uh, have schemed up some good some good tricks to maybe try to get to Rodgers. The other thing I'm worried about, just kind of more from a narrative standpoint, is Rodgers probably knows this is going to be his last game at Soldier, <laughs> as a Packer at least. So you know he's going to want to come down here and rub it in a little bit. Yeah, and that uh, that's I think that's legitimate. Um, I, you know, he... Uh, we, we joked uh, with with tears in our eyes that, about how much he loves to kill uh, Chicago at, at Soldier, and he really does. I mean, that smug bastard uh, always uh, is never afraid to show it. Um, but uh, you know, one of the things that I was uh, that I was looking at here is um, going back to Fields, right? Uh, Fields not only has to. Definitely minimize on those mistakes with the football, but um, he's going to have to be the fill so that we're not ending up in third and eight, and third and nine every time. Um, We've got to have some sustained drives against them, so we're simply keeping the ball out of his hand. He can't score points if he doesn't have the ball. So uh, that's one of the things. Um, I don't know. uh, You know, it, it. They they definitely gave. Laser, uh, a lot more credit. I felt like Nagy 
probably heard the dissenters saying, you know, uh, get over yourself a bit there. And uh, he, he definitely he did bring uh, Laser a little bit to the forefront. Um, to be to be uh, to be blunt, I could care less, Jim, if you were calling the plays. As long as as long as we're making the best use of the kid possible, and still that is one thing that we're still not seeing a lot of. Designed runs have not looked very good for him. Uh, you know, as far as uh, rolling him out, we still could see a little bit more of that. Um, they still need to make better use out of his legs. I, I agree. I mean, I, I designed runs always scare me just because how of how important the quarterback position is. But right. you see quarterbacks with Justin Fields' skill set running designed plays all the time. So did you, you see what Josh Allen did last weekend? Or Lamar Jackson. Oh my like, god. So you'd like to see those be a little bit more effective, but definitely get Josh him Allen's out of the like pocket. six foot six, I think. You know, <laughs> I mean so you know, I, I saw those highlights too for the Bills and I'm like, why aren't we doing that? Yeah, I mean you'd love you'd love to see it. I mean I, I hope that as each week goes by, maybe they can open things up a little bit more for Fields as they begin to trust him more. Um, we'll see what happens this week if he goes out and throws a couple interceptions. I hope that doesn't make the offense or doesn't make the offensive coaching staff lose faith in him because I, I think you just need to give him opportunities and understand that he might make some mistakes, but I, I think that show that you gonna... have faith in his vision of the field, yeah. right? I really believe in it. Um, if you look at some of his play, he his vision of the field is pretty darn impressive. And he was doing that at Ohio State, right? In some really big games, you know? And so I don't think that that's... Um, I, I don't think that that's something where he's losing that coming to the NFL. Uh, now, I do think that he has... Um, he's got an experience with it, right? And so it has to... Uh, it has to develop more. But at the same time, give him some opportunities to stretch the field. Yeah, he's not Mitch Trubisky. Right. He's not He's not going to be throwing the ball directly into opposing defenders' hands. He's not going to be missing open receivers by 15 yards. He's not going to be throwing it into a bush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not going to be missing wide open guys in the end zone like... Justin Fields is more accomplished. He's more polished already than Mitch Trubisky ever was you know, here, and I hope that they're not using that experience to inform their current right. game plans. There, there, there's no relation, no. none. I mean, you know, like or uh, like or hate Trubisky, um, I certainly think he's a decent quarterback for the NFL. Um, but he obviously his deep ball is it's not going to develop. I don't think it will ever develop. Um, but uh, but tr- the metrics are in Fields' favor. Uh, the last uh, four years, um, he has his metrics uh, at the, at the college level were better than anybody. That's including Trevor Lawrence. Um, that's including uh, Burrow uh, and some of your other um, uh, some of your other top name targets, right? Or, or, or passers, excuse me, but. You know, he and he was doing it at a level that demands respect. Yeah, and I think that he's shown flashes of that already in the couple of games that he's had a chance in. So not the Cleveland game, but in yeah. the last two, 
where there was a bit more thought put into the game plan, he definitely showed an ability to make some really nice throws. And Of I, course, who who is taking the top off the defense other than Mooney? I mean, you should, in theory, have a bunch of guys that can do it. I mean, <laughs> they've got a bunch of guys that haven't made any plays yet this year, but that can run really fast, so... Have them run straight and see what you can do there. But, I mean, yeah. My buddy Chris uh, always used to joke about a Reese Curry, <laughs> the, fa- the fastest receiver alive that never caught anything. Yeah, the Bears have had a few of those guys. I mean, <laughs> Marvin Hall or... <laughs> oh, man, there's there's been some, some guys there that you're just like, ah, they might be able to get behind everybody, but we can't throw it to them. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're... We're 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 um we're we're starting to make it a little ridiculous. We get that, but the but the point is is that that when it when you talk about the Bears receivers, you feel a little ridiculous, and that's because uh, you know um, uh, where is where is the guys to develop? You know, um, so he 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 totally you know Pace totally bombed on uh, and and Nagy deserves some of it for um, Anthony. Uh, uh, Miller. Miller and um, you know where is the development, guys? Mooney has turned out to be a good, surprising pick, but this year, what, what do we got? Yeah, and you hope that Allen Robinson can get out there this week because I think this is one secondary that he can probably take advantage of because Jair Alexander is not going to play, and he's one of the better corners right. in the league. And there are other. Uh, weak spots in that secondary. I mean, Kevin King's been awful, and then yep. they've got a bunch of other guys that I've never even heard about there. I mean, Adrian Amos, nice player, but he's not a playmaking safety. So even though he should still be playing in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. So there's 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 opportunities to be had here against this defense. You could have said the same thing about Detroit and Vegas, and I think this is probably the best of the three. But as, as far as the secondary goes, I think there should be chances for Robinson and Mooney to get open, if, if not any of the other receivers. <laughs> so Reggie Cobb is back. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I I, I uh, picked him up in a couple of fantasy leagues. I'm thinking about starting him because just for whatever reason, he's one of those guys that the Bears just can never seem can, to Can you cover. say Reggie Cobb without feeling a little ill? It's it's just like he will forever live in infamy. Yeah, Chris Conti is still looking around <laughs> wondering where the help was on that play. But, uh, man, there's been a lot of painful games against the Packers. That was one of the worst. Um, I don't think the worst. I can think of a couple others. That no, were but, close, it was, but it was. it's right there. Yeah, oh, man, there's, you're spoiled for choice on that one. Okay, so so um, so Packers-Bears, all-time rivalry. Um, we, you know, this is obviously big. Jim uh, touched on, you know, the fact that this is going to be for first place. Uh, you know, obviously we're still really early in the season, so... But um, I do really want to see the Bears come out with some competitive football. Um, I want to see, like I uh, uh, going back, I just want to see some fire out there. You know, I want to see fire generated outward from fields as as he's the guy, and I want to see fire uh, generated from Mac and Smith uh, because those are the guys. And I think that if we can get that going, um, we can see, uh, uh, we will be able to see some real motivation out of the players to get scrappy. 
Um, and we'll see it. We'll see it in the stands. A fun person to follow on Twitter is Jerry Azuma. Mm-hmm. He gets super fired up about the Packer <laughs> games. You know, he hates the Packers. Same with Alex Brown. He also he gets fired up about the Packer Olin games. Kruitz. Yeah, Kruitz, right? Kruitz annually tweets out a picture of him. Uh, given the finger to the Packers <laughs> sidelines, <laughs> you gotta love that. That is a classic one too. Yeah. I mean, and he really means it in that picture. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> talk about talk about a guy with intensity. I mean, but to your point, it's a game where your best players have to show up and they have to make an impact. Otherwise, you got no shot. So, do you have a you have a prediction? So, um, I, I think that the I think that there could be an upset here. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be. Uh, you know, to to beat the same drum over and over again, um, you know, it will be about at least maintaining some kind of con- maintaining some kind of control over what uh, Rogers is doing while he's out there. If the hookup between him and Adams gets out of control, it will be over. Uh, the other thing is keeping him on the sidelines. Uh, we have to see some good, long, sustained drives. Uh, out of uh, out of fields in the crew, and th- they've got to they've got to come up with some fire because if they don't, they're gonna they're gonna run into what we've been running into all year, and that is ele- you know eleven in the box, right? Yeah. That's ridiculous when you see that kind of lineup, and you know it, it even happened last week. You know it, it, that's that just makes no sense to me when you see the entire defense within two yards of the line. We we should be able to do something against that. You you would think, um, and it it is one of those where you wonder what the process is. Like, can the Bears audible at this point with Fields? Are they letting him change the play at the line of scrimmage? But if you see that defensive front against you, just call timeout. Don't run the play because it's not going to work. <laughs> the, other, the other the other the other thing you know is we're, we're still this... talking about Matt Nagy, right? Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> Eh, that, that is true. That's not the master of in-game adjustments, as they would say. <laughs> I, the other thing that worries me is just if it's a close game at the end, you know Rodgers always finds a way. Oh, like, he really does. So, He's the killer. If, if you want to beat him, you you got to make sure that you're not giving him a chance to beat you in the last two minutes because that seems to be his, his specialty, especially against the Bears in the games that have been close, which is yeah. not, not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, uh, win that turnover battle. I mean, you know, that's a, a, a basic one, but, um, I, I, I just, I'd really like to see some competitive football. Um, I, I think this is excellent that early in his career, that number one is getting uh, a good solid giant triple cheeseburger of it. Um, because a, we want him to know that this is what it is to be a bear this is what it's all about, is beating those guys. Still one of the my favorite thing in Bears history, Lovey Smith stepping to the podium. Day one, we beat the Packers. That's what we do. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's the... That's that emotion that came out of him when he said that. Um, uh, obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm just saying the energy that came from him that day, I'll never forget it. Yeah, hopefully it's a new era of Bears football. I mean, the Packers have been dominating the Bears all through Favre and Rodgers. So hopefully on Sunday we get a glimpse of maybe a, a, a change. I mean, we have a losing a record bit. to them now. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard it was like when Favre 
first started with them the bears led the all-time series by like 20 games and now mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's a losing record uh, i think it was bears. 25 25 yeah that sounds right actually so you'd like to see that turn around a little bit you think that we're the ones now with the young and exciting quarterback i don't think and this... our record is worse against 12 yeah. than it was against four yeah it's it's rough i, I don't think it's going to be this sunday i think the packers still win this one but i'm hoping it's a competitive game i'm, I'm kind of feeling something like 27 21 Something like that. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but that's kind of where I'm going with this one. Yeah. Um, uh, I hope, uh, you know, uh, 12 uh, sprains his dick before the, be- <laughs> before the get- beginning of the game. Uh, no, I, I don't wish uh, I don't wish hurt on any of the players. But um, it, it, we do, uh, do got to come out there ready to just punch them in the mouth. Um, if they get knocked down, they got to keep getting up and swinging. And... It, what will be is inevitable, but fight for it. Every single second of that game, fight for it. They should be treating this like a playoff game. It, it is a playoff game for this team. I mean, if you have any realistic chance of winning the division, you got to have this one at home. There's just no if ands, or buts about it. Right. And, you know, um, if, if we if we do this, um, it does put them in a really good position, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, of course, uh, with this uh with with this you know kind of nightmare that they're going through right now as far as uh the level of teams that they're playing right in a row um you know welcome to the NFL that's 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 just what happens them's the berries but uh it's a week to week league too i mean you yeah. know i mean apparently brady's got an injured hand and russell wilson's out now so that's that seattle game down the stretch doesn't look as intimidating so you got to win the game in front of you live to fight another day and hopefully the bears can find a way this week even though i don't think so yeah <laughs> so yeah uh yeah i mean if i uh, if i gotta you know make a pick of course i gotta pick uh the the cheesers but i'm uh, I'm doing so under protest, yeah. and uh, and um, in my head, uh, we can do no wrong. So we're gonna we're gonna win the game, um, at least in in my imagination. And uh, I think um, I think that one of the things that uh, we'll um, also want to really see is. Uh, Cairo Santos to can <laughs> continue his streak, you know. He's been their best player, man. Hey, you know, I, I talk about another player getting some national recognition. That's that's pretty that's pretty damn good. Uh, you know, it, it 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 I was I was super pissed when uh, when uh, we banished gold. Um, I, I thought that was a huge mistake, and then we went through a, a virtual nightmare. Uh, and but you know um, they were able to uh, get this kid who essentially lost his spot just because of injury, and uh, he's he's really showing right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the irony of it all after the Cody Parkey fiasco <laughs> is that the Bears found a good kicker. And yeah, folks. The rest uh, of the he roster, said his name, not me. <laughs> the rest, and then the rest of the roster fell off a cliff. <laughs> and, and you know. Um, uh, it, it is nice to, you know, have that at least locked up, right? I, I mean, every single year, uh, there's teams that get dogged by it. I mean, we live in Minnesota. Does anybody get their ass kicked by the kicker more than, than Minnesota? Yeah, the, the kicking around the NFL, you really notice how fortunate you are to have a good one when you see some of the other games that get lost during the year. <laughs> Sometimes I actually, it, it puzzles me. It, I, I'm... I'm uh, befuddled by the fact that 
Teams don't make that position more important. I remember when Sebastian Janikowski came into the league and the Raiders made him a first-round pick and everybody exploded about it. Yeah, but the guy turned out to be probably a Hall of Fame player, right? Uh, I mean, uh, at at the same time, um, you know, uh, you know, because they're now they're starting to look a little bit more at special teams kind of players and position players, right? But I, I don't know. Janikowski's numbers are are, are are awfully good for a very long time. Where would Janikowski rank uh, in terms of Ryan Pace's of first round picks? <laughs> <laughs> Second uh, after Roquan? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I was going to say yeah, right, probably right after Roquan. You uh, know, as if that isn't a, a sad commentary in <laughs> itself. Yeah, the, the the first round certainly uh, certainly hasn't been uh, been kind, and um, you know, I, I mean. Obviously, we're not uh, the only team that that suffers from that. Um, I'm hoping. Uh, I felt like last year, or uh, pardon me, the the 2021 draft. I felt like um, was uh, was a good draft. Uh, I felt like the, there was um, some good pieces brought in. But right now, uh, all we're really seeing is is uh, is Fields and, and, and Tonga. <laughs> the Tonga. I love that guy. Hey man, more depth up the middle. That's what we need, right? Is so if if they can get something out of Tyrus Tonga in the seventh round, more power to Ryan. Yeah, Pace, I guess that's yeah, another feather absolutely. in your cap. Absolutely, give me a big Samoan. I I I love that they, when they made that pick. I also think that um uh, Larry Borum is going to be a good pick too. I I think that was an underrated pick. Um. You know, well, uh, obviously, as the year goes on, um, everybody's watching the line, right? Because, you know, we've got to see better play uh, as a whole out of the line. Yes, they did play better last week, um, but uh, still suspect. Yeah, I agree with Borum. I'd like to see him get out there, especially now that it sounds like a Fetty is going to be out for a while. It seems like Borum can potentially slide in there, hopefully at some point over the next couple of weeks, and be an upgrade over whatever you know replacement level tackle is going to be there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and you know, maybe if he's good, and next year you get Tevin Jenkins back, maybe he's good, and then maybe this draft doesn't look so bad after all. That's true. That's true. Well, um, I think that's about it for today. Um, uh, we will be, uh, watching, uh, this weekend and I think maybe we'll try and, uh, blurb something out after the game, especially if it's a victory, if it's a miserable loss, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. We'll, we'll assess the need for a emergency podcast and we'll get one up if we feel it's necessary. In the meantime, like I said, at the outset of this, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at bears underscore scat. And you can email us at bearsscat.podcast at gmail.com. Appreciate everybody listening. It means a lot to us. So thank you very much. Bear down. Bear down. Packers.